What's up, everybody? Walter, we're at Draft Vice again. We got a, uh, a guest host here, Shane McMurdo. What's up? Famous Titans fan. And uh, to my right, you know Mr. Quinn. Say hi, Quinn. Hi, how are you? Do you miss him? He missed you guys. It's been so long. Uh, all right, so today we're talking about our reactions to the NFL draft. And today we're talking about the AFC South. And like I said, we got ourselves a Titans fan here. Wow. And since we have a Titans fan in the room, wow. what do you think about the Tennessee Titans draft? All right, so, like, I am a Titans fan. And what are you guys, Jets fans, Giants fans? I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Are you really? Yeah. All right, so you're kind of in the same boat. Up until I'm a Giants fan. Okay. I'm a Giants so especially so rec- he's very sad yeah. right now. Especially recently now. I'm not, I'm not sad. I know no. that's, we already talked about that. He likes that pick. I don't know what's wrong. I don't with like you. it. I don't, you know. I don't. Mind We're not it. on that. Hold on. I'm yeah. sorry. We're, we we dealt with that last you're podcast. The one that's talking about. I'm what sorry. A, I the point I'm trying to make though is that being a Titans fan, no matter what we do. I'm so used to disappointment and underachieving that I'm always going to be kind of pessimistic, right? So mm-hmm. I, I have a bad habit of reading reviews, you know, almost incessantly to kind of give, like, myself, like, a feeling of comfort of what we did. Because I see that we draft Jeffrey Simmons, who was projected to be a top-five pick. Yeah, great great defensive player, great D-tackle, interior pass rush, like, crazy. Kind of reminds me of Nadama Kong Su. Very dude, great run stopper, great, great pass rusher, and an elite Exciting. athlete, like like raw athleticism. Yeah, but tore his ACL this year. That's what I don't like. Not just this year, but in February. So our first pick, we might not even get until at the earliest. I'm gonna assume after our bye week, but that's at the earliest. Yeah, that's you know? if there's no setbacks, if he's on you know a stable recovery. Right. And keep in mind that with a player like that, you know, with a rookie, you're you're learning the scheme. Granted, D-tackle, probably he can probably translate really quickly. It's not like a quarterback or receiver where you're learning the playbook as much. As a D-tackle, your main your main job is either, you know, you're gapping, like you're two-gapping or one-gapping, depending on the scheme you're in, your pass rush, uh, you know. But even still, you're kind of out of it for a bit. So, yeah, you're right. You're not getting them for a bit. Right. Now, it's not going to be for a while. And our coach and our GM – they both come from that Patriot system, Mike Rabel and John Robinson. Yeah. So they're very, very careful when it comes to injuries. They're very secretive, and they're also very careful. Yeah. But another good thing for Simmons, though, is that we already have a, an all-pro defensive tackle who can kind of bring him up, and that's Jarrell Casey, who's phenomenal. Yes. So, And then eventually when we do get him, and Casey saw the top of his game, that combo right there is going to be very – very and that will go, go along great with uh, Harold Landry, the second-round pick from last year. And yeah. Rashad Evans, I know, isn't really a pass rusher, but he's a great blitzing linebacker, which fits perfectly within that that Belichickian 3-4 uh, hybrid, you know, sometimes a 4-3. But uh, often they blitz the linebackers like crazy and use them as their real yeah. pass rushers. Dean Pease as well. Dean Pease, yeah. Dean Pease is a very – because he, he was at Baltimore before he came to us. A very blitz-heavy guy. But this is this is the third year in a row that our first-round draft pick is coming off of an injury. Uh, three years ago, it was Corey Davis. Yes. Two, uh, last year, it was Evans. And then this year, Simmons, man. It's just, you know, I guess it's just what we do. But, I mean, it, it often, often depends on where you're picking a guy. I mean, Corey Davis was a high pick. But, I mean, he I know he was injured throughout the whole process. 
his tape was great. I mean, his route running, I mean, but he did come from a small school, so people were really questioning. Yeah, but wide receiver is one of those things, too, where, like, that doesn't matter. I mean, think about it right now. I mean, I know I'm not going to compare him to these guys. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice all came from small schools. Yeah. You know, it's 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 one of those There's things. certain things you can tell from the tape, especially if you do show things like good hands, good route running, uh solid understanding of the the offense and also you can prove the one issue i have with Corey davis is you didn't get to see a real proof of his athleticism against you know elite defense yeah backs. and yeah. that's one of the issues with the small school guys and that's why the testing often mm-hmm. in the offseason matters uh you know i know you didn't participate at the combine we're not talking about two years ago draft. i'm sorry yeah, yeah. um but you guys did get a receiver this year in aj brown real quick solid route runner one of my favorite i know guys. we're trying to get the show moving but real yeah. quick i just want to tell espn Go fuck yourself, right? With Jeffrey Simmons, even if like even if my team didn't draft him, it just pissed me off. He got drafted, and as soon as he got drafted, oh, like, they, they showed the video yeah, of him, of, like oh, we got to tell you school. this, it might be disturbing. But he struck a woman. Look, I'm not saying we should condone domestic violence, but it was. But he was a kid at the time. It was a situation where the there was yeah with his, his sister. Mom. He already apologized for it. He'd already been brought to the public spotlight for it. But, but these media pigs, man, any little chance they can get to get a little popularity or to call something theirs or to take credit for some bullshit, that's what they'll do. And that's why we don't do on this show. We don't do fake news. We make fun of fake news and we joke around about fake news. But, you know, that's fake news. But it, yeah, it's that like there's fake fucking Well, it's news. not fake. It really happened. But you're you're draw, you're drudging up uh, a situation that, yeah, everybody kind of knows about. Now, granted, I mean, probably up until the, the day of the draft, not everybody who is a fan of every football team probably knows about what happened. So you're especially at that time you're having stuff I with tired dude's mother man I wanted to punch oh. her <laughs> he didn't punch his own mother what the heck is wrong with you dude's mother he punched I met her too man my God dear God man what the heck is wrong with you today uh, anyway yeah I I think with the Tyreek Hill situation that happened you know that was That's all a child yeah well, the, well Tyreek Hill. He also fucking lied about it. Yeah. He never offered an apology. Yeah, well, Tyreek Hill had a thing a few years ago about it. Um, it, it. He was drafted after it was already known that he had done a similar thing as well. Uh, he, I think he had allegedly but choked the, his girlfriend. this incident was before his college career. Yeah, no, it's, no, and I totally agree. It's not I'm, even like the Joe Mixon situation where it came out the year he got drafted. Like, this happened. I like, think that was even two years before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, well, yeah, it was, on, it was so, at least because, he was in college. Yeah. At least, whereas Jeffrey Simmons was when he was in high school, and again he's apologized for it, and you kind of you got to let people kind of grow beyond that. The only thing is, I, I was saying about that was he, I maybe ESPN. I, I'm not saying that they should do it. I was just saying that when you uh, at the time you had the Tyreek Hill situation, nobody even knew. Like this is the first time a casual fan is but, finding out about. But it. the thing is, though, man, do you see the people they have on there? It's terrible, man. It's horrible. That's true. The horrible. thing is, though, is like they didn't make it seem like this shit happened in high school. They made it seem like it happened. Oh, like two days ago. Yeah, or last like year. we got to tell you guys one thing about Jeffrey Simmons, and it is disturbing. Like, yeah, that I, I understand being uh, upset about. I, I, you know, uh, it's a. Let's go to AJ Brown. You guys yeah. got a great receiver. Uh, some people had him as a first round pick. One of my favorite receivers in this draft. Great route runner. Can played well on the outside. Didn't doesn't have a lot of tape on the outside. But when DK Metcalf went down, did play on the outside and played pretty well on the outside. Uh, 
and even if he's down to being a slot receiver, it reminds me a lot of like Golden Tate. But yeah, what do you what do you think about well, that? Yeah, part? Golden Tate. There, well, a lot of people are saying one thing that he's either the next Golden Tate or he's the next Juju Smith Schuster. Either way, I'm happy with that. And Juju uh, plays really well from the outside. Yeah, uh, plays really really well on the inside. I think he's way more athletic than you Juju Smith Schuster. How like people dog Golden Tate and then they say he's the next Golden Tate. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's weird, man. Like, We're talking about Golden Tate when he was 25, not when he's 31. Even still, though, like yeah, he's good. The guy catches good. everything that's thrown to him, dude. This, this last year was considered a down year for him, but he was yeah, only watch it, watch a tape, watch highlights that he's in, dude. He was there's going to be a Golden Tate highlight. He watch was, a game that he's in. There's going to be a highlight. He that's was only bad when he went to Philly. On Detroit, his yak was still off the charts. Oh no! And again, yeah. he's a good. Sl- I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, we're not talking about the Giants. Uh, we're not talking about the Giants right now. Oh, that's why he's. That's why he's getting, that's so why he's getting all huffy about. Ah, oh, you're one minute you're complaining about Golden. Yeah, and Tate. Like, talking shit about him and but right like, now he's become. The guy stays on the field. Well, he, well, for the problem is he's become more of a slot uh, receiver. They paid him a lot of money, and the question mark that people have with that is, is that you didn't really replace what you lost on Odell, and you didn't even like you, you also lost out on a comp pick in that in the comp pick formula by doing that. You also signed a player to a very hefty contract who's in his thirties. And you already have a guy who kind of fits a similar role on your team in Sterling Shepard. Now, back to the team that is currently being discussed, the Tennessee Titans. Yes. And A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown, the, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. Great, so, so great this, slot receiver. So, so in, oh, my bad. Oh, he was supposed to win the first round. Well, no, 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 not not supposed round? to. But well, no. people had him as a first round yeah, pick. He's, and, he's, yeah, he so, was listed yeah. as a first round talent, but he didn't. He just didn't go. Into and could end up that. being the top receiver in this draft. There's just different. Different teams have different needs yeah, and and treat yeah, different players. Yeah. So, big, for instance, like if your team sees him as much more <laughs> versatile. Like uh, you know, maybe the Titans see him as being bo- uh, an X, a wa- uh, an X receiver, a flanker, and a slot. They might say, "Hey, we really like this guy." Or you might be a team that says, "Ah, he played maybe three games outside. We're not really sure he could play outside." I think that's uh, how we, we believe he's using him, though. Well, you guys have a lot of players there. I, he's got some speed to him. He could probably play outside. I don't. I, I, he played pretty well when he played outside, the, too. Well, the only reason I'm assuming that is because we just picked up Adam Humphreys in the offseason. Well, he's a slot receiver. Yeah, ex- almost exclusively. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him operate anywhere but the slot unless it's like a run play or something. No, nah, his whole time in Alabama, he uh, no, Alabama, whole time in Tampa Bay, he was right. uh, running from the slot pretty and much. We also have a guy we drafted the same year. We got Davis and um, Taewon Taylor. Yeah. It, he's another almost exclusively slot guy. So if we do – like what I can see us doing because – it's going to be hard to really project until we do the off-season cuts during mm-hmm. during training camp. So if we keep guys around like Tajay Sharp, Taewon Taylor, it's going to be really interesting to see how we use. Um, Tajay Sharp's another one who – I mean, again, a lot of these guys can still play as flanker uh, a lot, but the only one who plays really well as far as an, uh, at the X position, probably uh, Corey Davis. Yeah, he's and he's he's got the big body to get off the line because usually the uh, the X fast. position, is, yeah, the X receiver is the one who gets a lot of the main press coverage. Uh, you know, that's usually who their best corner is on a lot of the time because that's usually your best receiver is your X receiver because they can get off the line of scrimmage real quick, can get out down the field. They're the one who's trying to pull the coverage. Right. So. Corey Davis probably, but Corey Davis played well out of the slot. A lot of players do end up playing much better out of the slot because of the you have more than just the sidewalk, a sideline to uh, to control where you're going. You have more freedom as far as like they have more area area to cover. Right. 
this, this I don't know. There's a lot to be excited about because so whether him or Humphreys, no matter what, if he has the ability to get open, yeah, right. Mariota can hit him, but another thing is we have Deion Lewis, we have Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can perform at seventy five, I like Derrick Henry. Oh I like him. God. I like him. If yep, he yep, can perform at seventy five percent of what he was performing the last six games of last season, mm-hmm. that's going to set up play action. Now Mariota he's gets another guy. If he's playing in his highlights, you know what I'm saying? Mariota, he's yeah, he's so good, man. He's a fucking freak too for how big he is and how fast he can move. Mariota, he gets a lot of heat that maybe he's not the guy everybody expected him to be. He gets injured a lot, things like this. Um, Weird injuries where he comes back the same year, right? Like, yeah, like he, well, he had an ulnar nerve injury bro, during this the season. Same game. I've seen him come back the same game sometimes. No, he had an injury that's ruined a lot of people's career, and he like, got lucky because it was a nerve injury that he had this year that was yeah. like that. It, it, and it didn't go. The thing is, it's the equivalent to a stinger. And if a stinger doesn't go away really quick, it takes a long time to go right, away. He couldn't even feel his fingers. Man. Yeah, like, and that's not really a good sign. And like, like I said though, like we have. But he's okay now. I, the thing uh, he's you don't know better. Like, but it seems like he is. He's never gonna say they're no, not gonna I'm not t- at my best. He's exactly. Like, yeah, he, he's the type of guy where he's like, regardless, it's my job to perform to give the team the best chance of winning. And when, like I said, we have John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, people who come from the Patriots system, they're very secretive about injuries. And when it came, it came out that Mariota was like playing a lot more hurt than we he, we actually knew he was. Mm-hmm. But when it does come to play action pass, he's one of the top rated quarterbacks in the NFL per PFF at play action. Mm. So if okay. Davis can get open, if if Brown can get open, if if Humphreys can operate in the slot and get open. We also have two very athletic, very good receiving tight ends in Delaney Walker, who's a top yeah. ten tight end in the league. Yeah. He was coming back. As well he's as getting he, a little long in the tooth now. You weren't now, sure but, he was yeah. coming back, right? We were talking about him. You weren't sure if they, if he was coming back, right? Yeah. Well, is he? Uh, he's coming back, but yeah, he's also he's thirty-four also, years yeah, old. Yeah, he might retire at some okay. point. So that was the issue: is maybe he'll retire. Yeah. Maybe, but you guys also have uh, Johnu Smith. John U. Smith. He's also coming back from injury. He yeah. tore his fucking ACL or MCL. I don't remember off the top of my head. I probably should. But it's – man, like I know I ride Mariota's dick really hard. Yeah. All right? I'm not even going to say no homo. But <laughs> you got to think about it. He's had a shoddy offensive line on and off. 2016, 2017, we had a really good line. But then our scheme changed when Matt LaFleur took over. And those guys didn't really fit his scheme very well. Taylor Lewan's going to fit any scheme because he's an absolutely great left tackle. Jack, oh, yeah. Jack Conklin struggled mightily last year coming off an all-pro season because, one, he got hurt in the playoffs when we lost to the Patriots, and then he didn't fit the scheme very well. Jack Klein became horrible. Quentin Spain became horrible. And we let those guys go in the offseason. Yeah. We kept Ben Jones, who I don't think is very good at all. He fucked Mariota over a lot. The guards took a lot of the flack, but that dude let a lot of people through. Mm-hmm. And... Mariota, really good from shotgun because that's what he operated. Mariota for president, man. Yo, that's how Mariota I feel, Mariota for baby. president. That's how I feel, Listen, baby. man, I'll tell you, I like the kid. I think he's a good kid. Like I said before, I'd let him watch my kids, but I just don't know if I – I don't know if I'd want him on my team. I mean, just because he just – you know, like we were talking about like Tyrod Taylor. Don't get upset because I do like the kid, but it's just like there's just something that you have to have. You know, there's something that you have to have to be a quarterback, a successful quarterback in the NFL, like something – like up here, you know what I'm saying, and I'm just not 100 percent sure that he has it. But I'm pretty sure. Look, there's a good I, chance. I feel you because I ju- <laughs> I judge him a lot. I do. I I don't say I judge him a lot. I say I criticize him a lot 
But think about it like this. He's coming into his fifth NFL season. Mm-hmm. He's also going to have his fifth offensive coordinator. Yeah, that was actually something I, 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 okay. I thought was a big something issue. Something to consider, absolutely. Because we mentioned it uh, on another podcast that the usually uh, guys who have been like get another year into the scheme or system tend to perform better. And so you saw that with Matt Ryan when he was in Kyle Shanahan's offense in Atlanta, where when he got to the second year of that that system, he got a lot better. Right. Um, so why you, are they changing it every year then? Because well, they keep so, losing well, offensive coordinators. Fucking first of all, Ken Wisenhunt got fired because he couldn't protect anybody. And then Mike Malarkey, who wanted to do his exotic smash mouth, as well as Terry Rubisky, they were doing nothing to promote the quarterback. They, they didn't have people around that can develop a quarterback. So that's when we brought Matt LaFleur in. Matt LaFleur was a good offensive coordinator. But unfortunately, he could because he brought Jared Goff from being a bust to a top quarterback in the NFL. So we Along were, with Sean McVay and, well, well, yeah, yeah, of and course. Zach Robinson he, and the rest of that coaching staff. Hired, yeah. hired for the for – the, He's the Packers head coach. Packers yeah, yeah so he Packers. left. But that guy, he was also the quarterback's coach for the Falcons when Matt Ryan won MVP. This guy had a proven track record of, of being good with quarterbacks. He was also the offensive coordinator for Washington. When, wow, this guy's great with overrated quarterbacks, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking <laughs> phenomenal, right? So, if you're overrated, he's your guy. <laughs> so, like, like, but, like, now it's our tight ends coach from last year, Arthur Smith, who everybody has good things to say about. Yeah. But everybody is going to have good things to say about it. You, you know, you're not going to hire somebody, and then the player's going to be like, oh, yeah, fuck them. You know, like. That's he, true, yeah. He, I mean, you're not going to hire somebody and be like, yeah, that guy sucks. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. One year in and, the NFL, and, man. And, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And think so. about this, too. Another thing to consider, the number one, if you want to consider him a number one wide receiver in his years, it's been like Kendall Wright, who sucks. Um, then it was Rashard and Matthews. Was a, and was a slot receiver for the most of the time there. A slow one, too. Yeah. And then, then it was Rashard Matthews, yeah. who who is not a number one receiver. He's, I don't even think he's on a team now. Yeah, he kind of bitched his way out of Tennessee, and then, and nobody, then he ended up on he ended up on some team last year, and then got cut. Or, yeah, or, or, exactly. Or he didn't get a new contract. Like he was a free agent. They got a one year deal out of it. Right, and then and then Corey Davis, who was injured his rookie year. Yeah, right. So he didn't even get to perform that much. And then it was Corey Davis last year. Yeah, who. Unfortunately, Mariota wasn't able to perform at his, his top because he was hurt for, for so much. I mean, and then when they came back, they didn't want him throwing that much because he couldn't feel his fucking fingers. Yeah. So they did a lot of running, a lot of, of, of short passes. All right. But about Mariota, though, another thing that people don't realize, the dude's got 15 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. You I should, mean, they've gone should, to two You play. should be his publicist, dude. Why aren't you his publicist? Does he know about you? He's gone to two playoffs. Dude. I'm going to call him. I'm going to tell him about you, dude. He better know I'm about I'm like, there's me. this Mick guy, no. man. He's cool, dude. He loves you, man. His second year at Oregon, right? His second year at Oregon, me and my best friend drove to Tucson, Arizona from San Diego, and we had front, front row seats right behind Oregon's bench. When he came running out on the field, I fucking screamed his name as loud as I could. Motherfuckers better have heard. Like, there's no way he didn't hear me. You know? All right? <laughs> it's cool, man. I'm telling you. It's cool. It's cool to like something, man. It's cool to like, you know, it's good. This is what we do this for, man. Right. We enjoy it. So the two things I wanted to bring up, uh, because uh, you mentioned, uh, we were talking about Mariota. Uh, they traded for Ryan Tannehill, who I, you know was at least at one point a starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Furthermore, they also didn't uh, pick up Jack Conklin's uh, uh, fifth-year option. Well, yeah, because of the injury and regression, 
as, as well as the injury. Plus, mm-hmm. he didn't fit in with the scheme last year, so they want to see if he's going to fit in with the scheme now. Yeah, they might possibly even consider trading him. Um, but I just I think if Mariota's healthy and the team performs, because the team's known for underachieving. Yeah. That's one thing I hate about the Titans. We always underachieve. How is I, I don't know if they really underachieved the last couple of years, though. They did pretty well. well. 2016, we overachieved. Yeah. 2017, we they made, made the playoffs, yeah. but still the team could have done a lot better because there was a stretch where we lost three games where we were in position to win. Yeah. Right? We could have potentially been – Twelve and four, rather than nine and seven. How is their fan base? Pretty hard. I mean, is it is it like it, it's a small market team, right? Yeah, it's a small market team, and it's very negative, pessimistic. It's like they're they're cool if because they're going to be calling for Tannehill. Yeah, they, they will if he underperforms. But I think the reason Tannehill got brought in was for two reasons. One, if he's better, he'll get the job. Like Mike, like Mike Vrabel and John Robinson, they don't play that shit. They will put in the better player. At the same time, too, one thing that Mariota or well, not Mariota, but the Titans always get creamed for it maybe he's not performing to his abilities because he doesn't have anybody pushing him right you know um, i mean now that there's some competition yes matt castle was never going to take the job blaine gabbert was never going to take the job mm-hmm. all right so you you have this guy that's got like a sure opportunity to start now that Tannehill's there, there's somebody to push him. The thing about Tannehill is, is what he does to people is he dazzles them. He'll have like a game or two that's like brilliant, and then he sucks again. Or that's he gets Mariota hurt. as yeah. well. That's exactly yeah. who Mariota is. That's what's, they're very both. similar. They're similar players. You're not like, wrong on that. They're, yeah. they're both guys who have been prone to injuries in the past, who played has have played well in certain circumstances, and also either didn't have the protection they needed or the weapons they needed. Exactly. Yeah, they were with shit teams. Yeah. And. Uh, I was going to say, the other thing is, but because you have one guy who's already injury-prone who's your starter... Yeah, he's never played a full season yet. You know, having a good backup like Ryan Tannehill, if he ends up just being the backup, is actually a solid plan. Because you know, all right, well, we have Mariota. Well, we ha- now they got him for a cheap deal for a fourth-round pick. It sounds like a good move. Like it was, I'm shocked more teams didn't go after this deal. To, you know, this cheap, you know, this Miami's going to pay a bunch of the contract. And give you guys a, a, you know, you guys give them a, a fourth round pick next year. Do we know Sounds like a good plan. Is, he, is his like, is his, uh, you know, Mangina going to be hurting because he's not starting, or like, do we know? Is I, he a good guy? I don't really know much about him. To tell you the truth about his, uh, his, his personality. I, 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 personality. I don't think I don't know too much about Check him. Check out either, his Tinder profile. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know about Mariota though is like every, the same thing everybody says about him. His character is through the roof. But yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. He but, seems like a great kid. But character and personality is not a stat. And it's definitely no, it's not. It's not it's a winnable not. stat either. No, absolutely not. So, I mean. I will say this about Tannehill's Ryan. Uh, Adam Gase was a huge fan. He's a Gase. Adam Gase, uh, a Gase. the head coach of uh, the New York Jets, was at least somewhat of a fan of Tannehill. He, he seemed like a solid fan of him, uh, really liked him. And, they, you know, if it wasn't for the Dolphins being in the same division as the Jets, I'm pretty sure whatever team that Gase went to would have probably traded for him have him on the team even as a backup uh let's finish up the rest of the uh, the titans draft man you guys got nate davis a solid guard and you were saying you guys have some o-line issues you let go of the other guards you guys signed a couple of guys um that's a solid guard get yeah he's nate in, davis out of charlotte uh he's versatile too because he could possibly play center as well which um might need yeah if because we have dennis kelly who can play tackle or guard at an adequate level, if he can play guard and then da- Davis moves to center, I'd be happy with that. Uh, only thing is, is um, he's very handsy yeah. on the line. Like he's gotten a lot of he's gotten a lot of face mask penalties, a lot of holding, holding penalties, penalties yeah. and we already have a guy on our offensive line like that named fucking Taylor Lewan. <laughs> so you know, and that's another thing that 
you know, the Titans are known for is killing drives because of penalties on the line. Yeah, that gets to become a, a that per- that's what's. But I mean, so uh, the Titans come from that Belichick tree uh, with their coaching staff. I'm shocked that that hasn't been coached out yet. I'm sure that's going to be something they push in their training camp. Yeah, very much so. But also, it's one of those things too. Is every every really good player has you know a vice that yes, e- either you you stick you like you accept it and also accept the huge upside that they bring, or you know. It, they just can never let it go, you know. But um, Davis, he's a good player. Um, I'm a little concerned because he wasn't really – he went to Charlotte, mm-hmm. so he wasn't playing elite defensive linemen. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I also thought there was – I really wanted the guy from Oklahoma at guard, not Cody Ford, the other one who was still on the board. Was it Ben Jones or uh, uh, Sua – I know who you're talking about. I, I can't remember. Oh, Drew Simia, sorry. Yeah, because yeah. they uh, one of them. All I know is that one of them was ranked a little bit higher than he was. But at the position we got him, it's not a bad pick, and and we'll see. No, it's a solid guard pick up in the third round. He's better for run protection than he is for pass protection. And like I said, we're a run first team. So if it's better for the run, the running game sets up play action, which is I think what we're going to thrive off. Yeah, and you also got Derrick Henry there, so you're going to try and go right through and the middle of their. And Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is a great pass catcher. And that that's a guy who, I mean, I don't think you could run him 30 times a game, but he's a solid player. Yeah, you and a really can't, good one. and for fucking some reason or another, that's what we decided to do for the first half of last season. Darren, he was, Deion Lewis was getting— Well, he was just being more successful, which you can't help when you know, you're that good. The only problem is right. he's very injury prone. But Derrick Henry, though, is— Deion Lewis a, is like a third down back, isn't he more he, like— He should be. Yeah. Derrick Henry. That's what he was. But he's, the Patriots, right? Wasn't well, he like, no, the Patriots did run him like a like they're down though. Yeah, time. well, he was. He yeah. shared yeah. time. He wasn't he doing. We, we talked about this a couple of times. Um, sometimes what you'll do like, is you'll give a guy not today. Uh, sometimes you'll give a guy like a full series. So what they would do is they give Deion Lewis a full series. But but the thing is though, he was still getting a lot of rest. That way, but hey, maybe maybe you're right. He, he was getting. Well, the the Patriots are like that though. They're not they give you a full three down series and get you down the field and. Again, he, they he, make their own rules. The Patriots well, make their own what they, rules. Yeah. They're, they're like that, though. One game, one guy will get 30 carries, and then he won't get that many carries until maybe a month later. Yeah. It, it all depends on the matchup. They would switch between him, James White, uh, Gillisley. I was actually surprised that they didn't bring Lewis back because I thought he was pretty good when he when he played. They don't them. pay running backs. Actually, no, they, yeah. did, they, give, they did give him a contract, like a second contract, but it was a short contract. Then towards ACL, literally the week he signed that contract. Oh, was that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's so. another fucking thing that frustrates me about the Titans. We beat the shit out of the Patriots last year, thirty-four to ten. Fucked mm-hmm. them up on both sides of the ball. Next week, we went out and lost thirty-one to ten to the Colts. Well, there's certain teams that are like that. They just seem to when they're they beat up the bigger teams and then they lose to lo- the the easier teams. Oh, to be fair, the Colts were not an easy team last year. I mean, that no. that that's why you but have you know them. ESPN, FS1. That's why we're here because you can't predict and, uh, this shit. And, and so you know? we had uh, the safety Amani Hooker from Iowa. Dude, that guy dropped. Like, uh, he was a guy who really good, strong safety, can play slot corner. Uh, that's a solid defensive pickup. And Iowa is also a famous team for uh, develop a uh, college team for developing defensive. Yeah, talent. they got like Desmond King and shit like that. But yeah, so we, that's a nice pickup for you guys. I think he's going to be used mainly in sub packages and special teams. It's always good to have a hooker around. Definitely. <laughs> oh, uh, well, you've never been to Thailand, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, I'm excited about it. He's a ball hawk, man. And yeah, I, a, I was shocked he fell to the fourth round. We're and we're a team that's got some ball hawks, man. Kevin Byard is phenomenal. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, really, really, I was really see. Happy I think there. he's gonna push Kenny Vaccaro for a job, man. No, Vaccaro played so good for us last year. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, one year of playing well. I'm, I'm just saying, sometimes you might see this guy end up beating Vicaro out. But Vicaro didn't do anything his years when he was on the Saints. Like I always I hated our secondary. Like in 2016, 2017 when we had guys like McCourty and Parrish Cox and shit like that. I fucking hated our secondary. Mm-hmm. So then a Bayard was great and then we bring in more guys. Adoree Jackson who, you know, has developed into a very, very good corner. That was a shocking oh. pick that year to me. I know other people had him there, but I you know, the guy was he was a very raw corner. I'm I'm glad he's developed he's, actually he's developed also a great Great special teamer, dude. But I really hope we don't use him so much there anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, he's gotten lit up on some plays before, and he's a small dude. Plus, I, I would let, rather him have his energy and his durability in secondary because that's where we need him. Yeah. But uh, we got we got a great defensive coaching staff. I mean, Dean Pease is a great defensive coordinator, especially when it comes to secondary. He's yeah. great at it in Baltimore. And our defensive backs coach, um, Terry Coombs, he, we got him from Ohio State University where he developed some – like they are known for their defensive backs. Lattimore, you know, um, the, uh, Gary and Conley, uh, you know, Desmond Ward, all these guys. So the guy has developed some really good defensive talent. Yeah. Uh, Logan Ryan's coming back where he can be a good um, nickel back. You know, he's very good out of the slot, and I think Hooker will be his too. So I was actually really happy with this pick. We traded up for it. Yeah. I don't know if, if that was necessary, but, I mean – the guy we got in round five, I was also happy with. DeAndre Walker from yeah. Georgia. Yeah, I, especially for a round five pick, uh, you know, a guy who can give you at least some production off the edge or is at least a developmental shot. At, you know, when you're that late in the draft, now you're just trying to take shots at guys who might develop into something good. And, and David Long, I thought, was a solid pickup in the sixth round as well. Yes. Uh, solid linebacker of uh, West Virginia and probably be a special teamer initially and hopefully develop into a backup. David Long Jr., that's a, a porno name, right? <laughs> Maybe um, if he doesn't pan out, <laughs> yeah, I might have to go into that. So, uh, since you're Tennessee Titans, let's talk about the Houston Texans uh, because that's your division. That's one of your division rivals. Uh, you must be happy with their draft right now. Yeah, I am very much so because it seems like they reached on a lot of guys. They did, and they were. Deshaun Watson got sacked, what was it, 62 times last year? Like yeah, and then they took high. a couple of developmental guys, yeah, which uh, is interesting. Yeah, from Alabama State, Titus Howard, which a lot of people thought was a reach. He was projected to go in the third round. Yeah, okay. and I can understand you spending a second rounder on a developmental guy if you really believe in the guy. I think what happened, though, was they planned on getting Andre Dillard, and they got leapfrogged by the Philadelphia Eagles, and they missed out on a solid left tackle that they were going to hopefully get to play as their pass protector, and now they got stuck with a guy who they did a lot of work on and were hopefully going to grab in the second round. But I guess they loved him so much they took him in the first. But there were so many other guys on the board. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they didn't want to get leapfrogged again. They didn't didn't want to lose lose him to another team. They They took him over Cody Ford. They took him over fucking Jawan Taylor. Yeah, like, well, Juwan Taylor had medical issues and some red flags, and we'll talk about him when we get to the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I could but see yeah, I mean, solid. their next pick wasn't until 54 in the second round, so, I mean. But who, there were so many other offensive linemen that I yeah. feel like are better than Titus Howard, especially with the 23rd overall pick. Yeah. Like, you're going to – you're gonna take a guy like at that. At, excuse me. You're gonna take a guy like that at 23rd. When it's you tough c- to take a questionable guy at 23rd. You're right. You're right. They could have traded down and got more picks, and they just chose to take him at 23rd. And it, I I was ecstatic. 
I was extremely ecstatic. <laughs> so you're a hater. Oh, oh, a huge one. You think I love Mariota? I hate <laughs> other themes more than I love Mariota. Dude, kidding. you need to get a fucking hobby, man. Oh, God. <laughs> that good is good my looking, hobby. It's good-looking fucking young guys. Good at fucking... <laughs> um, yeah, I also drafted Lonnie Johnson out of Kentucky. I'm sure you, you, you'd think that's another porn name too, right? Uh, Lonnie Johnson, baby. <laughs> I, I think he might be a little overrated as Here far as a corner. Here comes Johnson. He is, man. And he's coming off a Kentucky team that had uh, some pretty solid players there. Uh, I, I think he's he just didn't have like the he, – he's not uh, he was more of a developmental prospect. He he got beat a lot at the Senior Bowl. He's He's got like like he's the guy who if you were gonna build a guy to look like yeah he looks like a defensive oh, back oh, we, but he we, got beat a lot we had asked this gets a little grabby. The day. Do you think um what's his name the the defensive end they have that's famous? They're big star guy. Who's uh, Houston. I always forget JJ Watts. You think he's a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, now, right now. Oh yeah. If he retired. Right now, he'd oh, be a for Hall sure. of Famer. Ab- okay. Absolutely, man. Not not just because he like, had a lot of years. I was I was thinking about it because last time I said I wasn't sure if he was, but I was thinking about it. I think he is too. Yeah, he, he's yeah. one of those players that like I hate him because he destroys my team quite frequently. Not la- last year, he didn't do that well though. E- either way, though, yeah. historically, he's always done. Yeah, really he's well. yeah, yep, he's but a beast. I, like you can't ignore. Like I hate Andrew Luck as well. I've hated him since college because he played for Stanford. You know, like I. I just, oh wow! So you you hated him for a long time. Yeah, man. So you were like, good. Time. I'm glad he's throwing a racquetball. Oh my god! <laughs> like it didn't seem like they made a good pick until maybe their second second rounder, which is uh, another offensive tackle, uh, Max Sharping from Northern Illinois. Yeah, like uh, another guy. They took a lot of small school guys, man. Oh, it was man. Uh, uh, can, you know Alabama State, Northern Illinois, San Diego State. You know, maybe the two biggest names here. Lonnie Johnson came from Kentucky. That's okay. Texas and, and yeah, I was going to say, Charles Amenehu in the fifth Texas, round. Texas uh, that's maybe the one guy who I like is Charles Amenehu on this draft, man. Oh, I no, like no, Amenehu. No, 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 man. Like, Warren from San Diego State, the tight end. Yeah. That's a very good pick. He's a very offensively gifted tight end. And it sucks. Like, if you think about their offense, other than running back, I'm surprised they didn't draft a running back because I don't think Lamar Miller's the guy. Yeah. Or, or the guy from Texas, the uh, third down back. What's his name? I can't think of it right now. They drafted him a few years ago, and he got hurt. Um, man, why can I not think of his name? That play for the Texans? Oh, yeah. oh you're talking about um, Deontay Foreman. Yes. Yeah, he, well, he tore his Achilles. That's a hard one to come back from, too, especially as a running back. Right, you that's what I'm saying. Though, like, and they, say, yeah, they, say you're never, they say you're never quite the same after the Achilles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like that's why I, I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't sign one in free agency, I don't believe, and they didn't draft one, and I was shocking. But another thing about, like, they've got a great wide receiver core with, you know, New Hopkins, who might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. And then when Will Fuller's on the field, you know, for some reason, man, that guy is able to just catch bombs from Watson all the time. Yeah. Oh, you guys want to talk about how big of a hater I am? Two years ago, when I got the alert on my phone that Watson tore his ACL, I jumped out of my desk. Oh, my God. Static, oh my bro. God. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> dude, if I was you, I'd be watching for freaking falling pianos, man. Right? You know, <laughs> I was saying before, Max Sharping, he might be the most solid uh, tackle, that they, you know, the most solid offensive uh, lineman that they even have on their team when they start the season. That's not saying a lot. Uh, again, Xavier, Xavier Crawford, that might be like an okay upside pick. I think they thought they might have mistaken him for Sean Bunting, who was actually a solid corner that came out of Central Michigan and this then, year. And then they draft a fullback. 
of that's the like, seventh round. I think but, at that uh, point you're you're picking players who are going to be you know you don't have to try to sign them. Like you basically use your seventh round picks as the guys you want to call. Like all right, we want to see you in training camp. But, but I'm that, saying though, know, like yeah. you can't get that guy as a UDFA. Like I don't think they're he, saying that's a position that's disappearing it, in the NFL anyway, right? It's yeah. going yeah. away. Yeah. Depends like, on the scheme you're running. But if you really like that guy and you're in the seventh round and you that's a guy who you might call as a UDFA. You might take that seventh round. They're not but, a power running but, team. But, they're but, not. That is but, the one issue I would have with it. What they but. do is is what they did with like Marcus Allen back in the day. The back in the day was though. back in the day. I guess they can't do that now because you couldn't just have a big regular running back and play him in fullback sometimes, right? Isn't that? They, yeah, but Isn't I know people do. Nowadays, they use tight ends a lot of the time. The last. Okay. So if you don't carry a, a running back, a, a fullback. You usually carry four tight ends. Your fourth tight end is usually your your fullback. Okay. The last fullback I remember that got a frequent amount of carries was Tolbert for Pan- for Carolina. And he was and he was more of just a fat running back. Yeah. He was just a chubby dude. But it looks like a bowling ball. I just remember the picture of him running down the field. Just looks like just looks like somebody I might know. Um, yeah. Any other comments on the the Texans draft? Uh, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. All right. Well, Jacksonville Jaguars, they had a good draft. You might be a little sad about them. Um, not as good as the Tennessee Titans, because I actually do think the Tennessee Titans maybe had the best draft in this division. Absolutely not. We'll get to the Colts in a little bit. But, oh, all um, right. This might be interesting. And I hate to say that, because that's the team I hate the most, I believe. But And it, also have the most amount of uh, just good players on the team. Yeah, they they used to not be. They just had Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck had to carry them and led to tearing his – his rotator cuff that's, so many times. That's that's a team to look out for, but we're on Jacksonville right now. I yeah. was surpri- like, I'm not surprised they took Josh Allen because he was uh, – d- Build on strength, man. That's Yo, what they were doing. I wanted they, the Giants to take him. I wanted the Giants to take Josh Allen. I'm surprised you guys didn't. Or, like, Solid I thought, pass rusher can drop into coverage pretty well too. Athletic as hell, and they already have a frequent uh, – frequent. they already have an so abundance of pass rushers with Campbell – I mean, I know they got rid of Jackson, they got rid of Fowler, but still. So, so let me just ask you. But they still have Unique Ngakwe. They still yeah. have uh, Miles have, Jack. They, they still yeah. have uh, De, uh, Marcel Darius. Yeah. The D tackle man, they're gonna. Ha- that's still a solid team. Yeah, and and that pass rush is just gonna keep getting better and better. They drafted a guy in the first round last year in Taven Bryant. We I don't think he even saw the field. I I still think they're living off the defense will get us to where we need to go and. They kind of, I, I don't want to say they neglect offense. I just don't think they look at it as the same. They know who they are. They're honest about mm-hmm. it. They're a defensive first team. You know, they're a lot like Baltimore. It's just like, look, we're going to be efficient enough on offense. Good luck scoring on us. Absolutely. I, and uh, well, I, now they have a better quarterback than they did when they had uh, Nick think? Foles. That's what I'm trying to ask. I mean, better than when they had Blake Bortles. I'm trying to ask, well, uh, what do you think about uh, Nick Foles? Look, man, I don't, I don't like <sighs> – I, I honestly think he's going to underperform. Yeah, because okay. He, he so you has, think Carson Wentz is better than him? Yes, I do. Okay. I just think Carson Wentz has. You're one of the three people on the planet who think that Carson Wentz is better than Nick Foles. But l- l- listen, listen. It's the, I think it's not that I think Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz, but Nick Foles is a gamer, man. He is. He, he's a fucking. You're asking me who I want on my team. But look, I want Nick Foles. But I'd pick Nick Foles, and Carson Wentz would still be staying. Nick, Nick still Foles be staying, had man. two different seasons last year. Like when Nick Foles originally came in from Carson Wentz the year they won it, he was awful. He was awful, and then he did great against Minnesota, and he did great against New England. Yeah. Then he That's started the NFL though. People have awful games, man. No, I don't know. But he then, still have to show some level of consistency. Yeah. And last year when he came in, he started out the season. He was horrible. horrible. Awful. That's why That's Carson Wentz came back. 
Carson Wentz came back early from injury so that they wouldn't lose it. Like they wouldn't be failures for the whole season. That's I think, why he came back so soon. Like they were, he was that bad. Also, there's two things about football that I think off. You'll never see it on a stat sheet. You'll never see it on a player profile. But momentum is a fucking very real. I thing. believe that absolutely. Uh, yes. Oof. Yes. That, and just energy. Uh, uh, like and Nick Foles has momentum. Right, like Nick Foles has energy, baby. I I think he likes Jesus. <laughs> well, I think the one question is 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 he better than the guy you had before? And I think he's definitely better uh, for yes. the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's better than Blake Bortles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, fucking it, the three of they us tried, could be, at least be on par with Blake Bortles. But what I'm what I'm for Blake Bortles, man. I stick up for Blake Bortles just because I always felt bad for him because people ride the guy. I guess you know. They wound up being right. The guy's definitely not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He had horrible mechanics, though. He even admitted he years, was not a years. natural thrower. You say that one more time on this show. I swear to God, we're going to be in the fucking. When your own quarterback admits it, it's kind of a sad issue. He says that every freaking. But like, like, like so I'm not a natural thrower of the ball. That's your job. I wasn't a football player, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pretend like I was. The I, I the only sport I played in high school was wrestling, and I was terrible at it. But I'm a decent boxer. and I'm a decent kickboxer. And in the fight world, same thing, I have a military background, same thing they say in the military is the biggest thing to bring into the fight is belief and a reason why. And I think that's what Nick Foles brought the Eagles. The fans believed, the team believed, he believed in himself. They had a huge reason why, and I think they lived off of that. But I think as, like, he's just one of those odd people. I don't think he's necessarily the guy you can build your team around. And... I think if Jackson, especially if Jacksonville tries to do that, because who knows? They were talking about getting rid of Leonard Fournette last year. Yeah, and that's another motherfucker who's always hurt. Yeah, it, like we were talking about that is if he can if he can get back to the form he was that first year, everyone's gonna love him. Yeah, all these problems you keep hearing about, all these if he can get back to that form, everyone will love him. And I always think if somebody did it once, they could do it again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's I. I'm a sucker, kind of. I guess, but I don't you know. know. Oh, are you talking about Fournette or Foles? Fournette. Fournette. Okay, yeah, like yeah, he's he's fucking a freak athlete and a very good running back. And he did not have as good of an O line as he's going to have this year. Especially last year, he had a good O line, but he got he was injured. There was a lot of issues. Yeah, I love Leonard. Leonard Fournette was beautiful. He was beautiful to watch run. Also, though, I think something happened to that team last year, and I don't know if they're going to come back from it. And it was they were in the AFC Championship the year before. And they thought they were going to come in and possibly represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. People were picking them to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And then they missed expectations horribly. And that team really started to give up on themselves. The defense wasn't playing as hard. They were just arm tackling, giving up. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was causing drama day in and day out. Leonard Fournette, I, but, I that, just, but that dude always causes drama. But he plays really good. He you know does. But I just think it turned into a. A finger-pointing match, like, this is the reason why, you're the reason why, you're the reason why. I actually don't think Jalen Ramsey is that bad. Now, you know I don't like people that, that talk shit. I don't like fucking – but I don't, I don't – I think he's a kid, and I think he's a great player. And I've seen the things that he does, and I don't think they're that bad. I don't think he's that bad. No. Like, same yeah. thing with Odell Beckham, man. Well, like, he's also – he's no, just I, good I, at I the psychological Odell, game. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey Beckham, is yeah, – yeah. he, he plays that game really hard, yeah. and he gets see, in your head. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Odell Beckham is just a – Fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't see guys like him. <laughs> Salty Giants. I, I just think I don't I don't believe that man. I, I'm a huge like I hate Jalen Ramsey. He's a great player. Man. I hate Jalen. He, he, he is. But like, guys like that though, you gotta understand though. First of all, most of these guys come from nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Athlete, uh, Odell Beckham does is not coming from nothing. Sport, but yeah. I'm saying sports. Yeah. Athletes in general, though, they're a, they're supposed to be alpha males. That's who they are. They're competitive. Yeah. They course, want yeah. to win. A lot of these guys they want to get paid, but a lot of these guys they want to win, and they don't want to be on shitty teams. So when they lose, they get upset because the whole reason they're there is to win. Well, and there's so much we've talked about. This, there's so much that goes into the team dynamics. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what people are saying to them. You don't know how hurt they are. I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes on. And and these guys, there's a lot of scrutiny. It depends on what city you're in. If you're in New York, you know, forget about it. You know, they want to know about your bowel movement and shit. You know, so it's like it's 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 hard, man. It's hard. So. And that's why this is. This is the NFL, man. Clearly, this is a team with an identity, uh, and it's uh, defense and running the ball. And I think they they clearly went into the se- offseason with trying to build around Nick Foles. They got his uh, offense. They got his um, QB coach from when he was in uh, Philadelphia, John DeFilippo, on the Super Bowl run. Uh, another guy that their missed OC. expectations too. Yeah, for Minnesota. when he was in Minnesota, there were, so John DeFilippo's been an OC twice, and both times he lost his uh, his offensive line coach. And the thing that people will tell you who've been in the league for a while will tell you that the offensive line coach is usually your run game coordinator, like the guy who's going to tell you, all right, well, we need to get this. We're going to run the game like this. Oh, we're going to run a lot of outside zone. That's the guy who plans that and tells you, all right, our guys can do this. So when you lose your offensive line coach and he lost the – So what does that mean that he lost him? He fired him? No, one guy – well, one guy had – so or, or somebody else hired One guy died. That was okay. last year. I hate that when my offensive – when my, you know – When your O-line coach When my O-line coach dies, <laughs> my, it sucks, My man. best friend's a, a, a fucking Vikings fan, and he was – we were just making jokes about it after he died. Like, wow, way to just fucking give up on your team, <laughs> asshole. Like, uh, like, Have fun in the afterlife, douche. And when he was in the Browns, I think uh, the, the O-line coach back then got uh, – I think he did get fired, but or he he resigned because there was a huge drama, uh, some some kind of um, off the field issue that got him. He also sucked at Miami. Yeah, he was so bad at Miami. Oh, it was uh, what's his name? Shoot, Sperano or Tony. Sp- Sp- no, Sperano was the one who was uh, was the Vikings O line coach. Yeah, he fucking yeah. got his shit. No, I was talking about the Cleveland O line coach who got fired. Oh yeah. Um, no, but the, but not for nothing. Sperano did really well as an O. You're right. No one, no one cares the, uh, about the Cleveland offensive line. Well, coach. no, we were talking about because <laughs> oh, Filippo yeah, used to dude, be the OC. The for Cleveland, Cleveland offensive I, line coach now. I don't know if he's still there. He's a fucking national treasure. The big fat son of a. Bitch. Oh no, he's not. Oh, uh, coach Wiley. Yo. Back uh, when he was on. Uh, Hard knocks, dear yeah. God, that guy is a national treasure. Yeah. No, I don't know where he. They should get him. They, you know, whoever has an O line issue. I mean, to be fair, Jacksonville probably doesn't need an O line coach because technically their head coach is an O line coach. Um, uh, but again, that's a. You know, another another thing about DiFilippo too, though, is when he was highly touted out of Philadelphia, it was like, was it really him or um, what the fuck is their head coach's name? Oh, um, uh, um, Marone. No, no, that's Moreau. Jacksonville. That's, that's that's the one who was the O line coach. Um, okay. I always have a hard time. It, I I had the same. Yeah. I don't know why I can never remember his name. Peterson. Peterson. Yes. Yeah. Coach Doug Peterson. He I always was, think D, and then I'm like, uh, I was he, gonna say D Podesta, but it's not that. He um, was a huge chess piece to that for why they yes. were so good. But also, their offense coordinator was Frank Reich who went to Indianapolis, and look at what he did with that team. Yeah, and, so I guess they got the right and, guy. And that's what I was saying when we talked about this last week is you don't know what the dynamic was there. You don't know what it's going to be here. See, I, somebody could be jealous of him. I mean, there's so much that could go on. We don't know just because Nick Foltz has this guy that anything's going to happen. 
Yeah. Also, too, like DiFilippo, he he didn't that it's gonna make he didn't inherit a bad situation because the Vikings had offensive talent. They just had a horrible offensive line. Dalvin Cook coming back from injury, and then horrible offensive line, and then you lose your O line coach. That leads yeah. to a lot of issues. And then Dalvin Cook didn't perform, but also he didn't have a coming running off an ACL. Uh, yeah. Didn't have a line to run behind. And Kirk Cousins is you know. I, he's, he's good, a, but he's not athlete, He's not overcoming all of that. He's not an $85 million quarterback either. Well, they overpaid that. They did. Like if you, I think you can build around him, and I think that if you draft well or you're – you know, that team – again, if they fix that O-line issue, I can see I, them being – I like being, his attitude. I just think he's a choker. Well, you know? like – I like his attitude. Know, I just think he's a choker. We're all comics. We're not so asking about your time in bed with him. We're all comics, so we can kind of make this analogy. Like when you got a good crowd, you can hit. All right? Yeah. If you got a bad crowd – and you can't handle that, you start to fucking pitfall and yeah. spiral. And that's kind of what Kirk Cousins does. If, if the offense is hitting, he'll hit. If the offense isn't hitting and he tries to overcompensate, he fucks up. Man. Yeah. He fucks up bad. He's throwing across his body into triple coverage, you know. But, you know, they got ballers on that team. But does Jacksonville? Jacksonville's offense? I don't know. Is Nick Foles going to be good? Who knows? I, no, no. That's, yeah, that's really the question it, 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 with that. They that also don't, don't have anything. a lot of weapons either. The games that don't uh, their mean best anything. receiver is D.D. Westbrook, and they didn't get in uh, their second rounder last year, D.J. Chark. Uh, very quick guys, very speedy guys. Fumbles a lot, drops a lot. I like Westbrook, man. I think I, Westbrook's another guy who had an off-field issue a couple of years ago. They got rid of um, – they got Moncrief. They got. Uh, they also have the other dude, the undrafted free agent, who had a really good game against the Patriots and then disappeared. I can't think of his name right now, but you know they uh they had a good tight end in Safarian Jenkins. I thought he was going to be good. Now he's him. on the Patriots. Yeah, he got hurt. You know, and th- but they drafted a good tight end, Josh Oliver out of San Jose State. He's a very good tight end. He's versatile too. He can block and he can play in the pass game. And that's something that they're going to want. They want a guy who's going to stretch the seam and who could also you know who's going to be a solid run blocker because again it's a run first team. I th- yeah I think this offensive offensively they're going to be very vanilla. They're going to be very live off the basics because they have a quarterback who needs the basics. Yeah. But at the same time, too, play action, very defined well, that's reads. how he is. That's how Nick Fold is. He's not a flashy quarterback. No, he's not. He's somebody that's going to give you a – he'll hit the down and out. He'll hit that down and out. Look, he had those two magical spurts the last two years, but he also had Alshon Jeffrey. He also had Nelson Aguilar. He had Zach Ertz. Who, Where would he be if Alshon Jeffrey didn't drop that pass, right? Who knows? <laughs> they weren't going to beat the Rams, right? I don't but know, dude. I, don't know. I like the Juwan Taylor pickup, solid right tackle. No, very uh, good. Uh, had some medical concerns coming out, and but the only issue with him is I I think he was getting way too overrated as far as the number one tackle in the class because he hadn't really performed up until this year, but he definitely looked like he's improved. And I think the Florida got a better O line coach and better coaching staff, so he got better this year, and he's just got the tools. He's a big freaking road uh, grading mauler. He'll play right tackle and play it really well. Uh, you know, you just hope the medical issues don't end up popping up and creating a bigger problem for him. That's a, that's a lot of these these guys though that get drafted. Like they don't really perform until they're that last year. Like Ed Oliver was projected to be the first or second pick, and then you know Nelson just fucking emerged his last year before the draft. Oh yeah, Quentin Nelson. <laughs> I think Quentin Nelson. Nobody even heard about him until this year. That's my and point. Then, uh, and granted, he was a redshirt sophomore on Alabama. They, they just have so much depth at that D line. And so, you know, again, there's like maybe there's certain schools just have so many players coming to them that they they build up so much depth there. 
Um, do you guys have anything specific to say about the that the the day three picks and uh, Quincy Wilson? I, I recall Armistead. I think he's he's kind of fits the same mold as a uh, as a. Uh, he's not going to take Fournette's job. No, he's not. He does fit the similar mold if they want to you know run right down the middle. Yeah, I think that's. There's two reasons for him. Um, one, to bas- they're going to probably keep Fournette on a pitch count, basically. Yeah. For health reasons, you know, because he's got a, a bad history of that. Also, maybe to fill that void if they want to move on from Fournette or if he does get hurt again. Um, Gardner Minshew, I fucking hate him too. Right? I hate Washington State. Um, but a lot of these Washington State quarterbacks, man, they have. He's a sixth-round pick, and I don't think he's developing into anything. I mean, no. maybe under De Filippo, you never know. No, I don't but, think so. But uh, I don't – yeah, I, I think he was uh, – he, there was some buzz about him maybe being like a team, like a team that needs a developmental quarterback. Minshew, is he Asian? <laughs> no, he's white as fuck. But um, that's just a team, though. Their college quarterbacks always put up gaudy stats because they throw the ball ninety times a game. That's just how Mike Leach is. But then when they get to the NFL, you know, spread quarterbacks usually don't develop into much of anything. They're a very system dependent, volume dependent guy. Although we've seen a couple of them uh, develop into something recently with Pat Mahomes. Even in the air raid offense, Pat Mahomes is a very, very different. Like that's unfair. To yeah. yeah, he's very unique. Yeah, yeah he's very he's... unique. That's just like everybody saying about this, uh, this, this, this number one pick guy. Oh, Russell Wilson and Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was a, a really good player. What man. number one pick guy? Who are you talking about? You talking Murray? about Kyler Murray? Yeah. Oh yeah, but if if the Cardinals didn't take him, I don't think he was going to go very high. You know, he possibly. You don't think a... so? I don't. I uh, I don't think. It was a weird draft, even like for teams that were drafting quarterbacks. The only other team that tra- drafted a quarterback high was the Giants. Yeah, and I still I don't even know if they would have taken Kyler Murray over. They were like pretty no, set on that guy. That, he doesn't fit their their measurables and it, their standards. Broncos, you know, you never know with the Broncos. Um, John Elway's. I know Bron. I know he used to be a height queen, but uh, you know he was also a former baseball player. He might you know he might regain his heart on for Kyler Murray with that one. Um, okay, let's think about it like this though. Let's say Kyler Murray, like let's say let's say the Cardinals took Bosa, right? Yeah, and Murray drops to fifteenth. I don't think he would have dropped past no, four. I, I think he, Oakland would. Yeah, I don't think he would have dropped that. I don't far. think, think he would have been top ten. Yeah. I think Oakland might have uh, could have taken him. I don't think so because I think Oakland's got their eyes on a one for next year. Yeah, the best quarterback coming out of next year's draft. One Justin Herbert. Herbert out of I knew you were going to say <laughs> Herbert. I knew it. Yeah, Homer. Oh. oh my God! Uh, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. that'll probably be your next team, right? Yeah, this team's really like something. You know, Yo. it's one of his teams. Yo, if Herbert, <laughs> if Herbert goes to the Raiders, bro, I would. I be, actually agree with you. I think Herbert's going to be the number one pick next you year. You know how excited I'd be if he went to the Raiders because not only will they get an Oregon quarterback, but it'll be their first year in my hometown, mm-hmm. Vegas, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that's kind of funny. Might yeah, have to, might have to yeah, man. The you, team. Yo, that'd be hilarious. The, at the, at, on that token, though. I love Justin Herbert, and I will root for whoever he goes for. But I never have, and I never will like him more than Mariota, man. I've seen Mariota play live in person every year of his career from freshman year to college all the way up until last year. I didn't get to see him play last year, but um, it's just that's my guy. But, yeah. um, Let's move to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, fuck the Jaguars also. Fuck the Colts, man. Oh, my God. So many picks. They kept on trading down. They don't even have a first-round pick. They just kept trading down. We're just going to trade down. Hold on. And they killed it, dude. I don't hate a team more than the Colts, man. Dude, these names we got today are interesting, though. We got Rocky, a son, right? From Temple. Solid corner. uh, Little grabby. 
uh, plays on the outside, definitely good in the press man system. Honestly, I'm a little shocked uh, that that was – but he also has some zone skills, man. He does. Um, Paris, we got a marble. But there we go. the thing is, like, dude, we – for the last seven years, the only time we've been able to beat the Colts is when Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback. That's it. And even then, both those games, we had to come back to win. Uh, right. I miss the years of J- Jacob Brisket over there playing. Yeah, that was he, he's he's very still, athletic. Is he still in the league? He's a backup, right? Yeah, he's still a good for the one. Colts. He's a, he's a good quarterback. He's got, somebody's going to pay him next year, man. But yeah, Rockyson, he's a very he's a very good corner. No, he's a solid passer. He's not. Listen, he's he's, not, he's probably he's definitely a good. Um, he's more of just a like backup. That's it. Yeah. He has solid athleticism. Can get uh, do like maybe two reads and run. Okay. Um. But no, Rocky Sin, I, I I dig, man. I, I do think there's going to be some question marks with the guy uh, coming out of Temple. Only played one year in Temple. Uh, came from it was a JUCO transfer. Actually, was it a, it was a JUCO transfer? It was one of the the, the schools stopped having a program and ended up transferring over to Temple. Uh, but dude, I I do like him as a pick, man. I even still not not fully. Their, their scheme doesn't even rely on corner that much. Like, that was the, the shocker. But they took him ahead of Greedy Williams. They took yeah, him ahead of a lot of shot other guys. Me. They took him. Uh, a guy that dropped that I thought was going to go way higher was Lane from Michigan State. I thought he was going to go before Rocky Sin. But I definitely... That one was a little less shocking to me. I think Greedy was the one that shocked me the most. Yeah. But I think Rocky Sin showed a lot more zone uh, ability. And, that, and I think because of the way they play that defense, they do a lot of a cover two... Uh, zone. They do a lot. They, you know, hopefully they'll maybe play more man. Maybe they were playing a lot more zone when they were, uh, when they were because of the who they had. I know they had their best corner last year was Pierre Desaire. Uh That's a, a again a good solid pickup. Uh, they got Hooker too in that secondary at safety. Yes, and, and that's the thing. If you wanted to roll them down, if you wanted to roll Hooker up and have uh, you know you play some cover three or single high. Hooker's a great single high safety. Uh, they also got Ben Banigou, who's a very, uh, very athletic. Uh, again, I think TCU uh, they just let their guys go. They you didn't really pick up much at TCU as far as like pass rushing skills, but dude, a very good developmental guy. What do you mean by they let their guys go? What do you mean like, by it, that? So like a lot of times you you're out athleting the 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 offensive line. You're just all right. We're gonna fire you at them. You're gonna bull rush. And didn't necessarily teach them uh, pass rush moves like a swim or maybe only one or two moves, like a, a swim or a counter. And then, you know, uh, to go ahead and be able to – because when you're in the NFL, you need you. at least oh, yeah. you need a couple of moves to be able to win. You need more than just one so move. So they're so strong and so fast, they're just like, go get them. Yeah, you're, yeah, going yeah. Up, you're beating up yeah. offensive tackles who are uh, maybe not the best offensive tackles. Yeah, and that's not a really – you know, they're an adequate offensive line conference. You know, out of the Power Six conferences, I'd rank them fourth. You yeah. know, I think – I mean, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Ten are phenomenal offensive line classes. They're – you know, so he wasn't necessarily going up against the best talent. Sorry, from New York, I don't know about these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I noticed. Being out on the East Coast, college football ain't really big. No, it's Because have professional teams. Yeah. Oh. College football is – the reason why it's so big is because people don't have professional teams. That's not true at all. Texas and California both have huge professional team followings. But well, it's it, also I think their college teams are so big. Yeah. The biggest college towns are in the South or now in the not West Coast. Not only that, but – Fucking games come on so goddamn late out here. 
That's true, too. Good Jesus Christ. Oregon games come on at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, like, you want to be out hanging That's out. actually a good point. That is actually it, a good point. Yo, it's so bad. Like, I, uh, I'm i a huge Trailblazers fan for basketball. I was up till fucking 3 o'clock this for them, morning. too. I love Ennis Cantor. I love Cantor. Yeah, he's – oh, man, he's playing he's hurt, too. He's my boy. I love Damian Lillard. I He, he was How wearing – How could you not? His, like basketball. The shoes he was wearing last night said hecklers will be dealt with. I want to fucking get those so I can start wearing them to set. Wojo's going to have a shit Bro. fit because we're talking about basketball. Right okay, we'll move on real He's quick. Lose his right. fucking shit. There's but, gonna be a fucking ginger fucking ginger catastrophe in here. Hey, in calm down, buddy. NBA got they got Scalabrini, bro. Fucking white mamba. You guys got some talent in there. All right, let's talk about the the rest of the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, close um, up the AFC South. But Benogu, whatever the fuck his name yeah, is, I was Benogu. surprised they took him that early because. They took him two spots before we took Brown. I was scared they were going to get Brown. I was scared they were going to get Metcalf. Yeah, that was a guy who I was uh, – uh, Metcalf fell, man. I can't believe he fell to the Seahawks. Kind of helped them clear up an issue because they, they were losing Doug Baldwin. and That came after the pick, though. Well, they probably knew. Well, yeah, that's they're, what I'm saying. Medical like, staff probably, we didn't know that. But yeah. Like, I thought I, I was scared they were going to take Brown or Metcalf. I thought they might were, were probably going to take another defensive guy and maybe draft – uh, Hakeem Butler later. So, so you think the Colts did good in the draft? I think they did yeah. phenomenal. In they the got draft. Paris Camel from Ohio State. Very good. Solid slot guy. Uh, probably won't play on the outside. And he ran a lot of crossing routes at Ohio State. Yeah, he's also um, a newly developed wide receiver because he converted from running back. All right. So, but one thing though, guys that convert from running back to wide receiver, mm-hmm. their yards after catch are insane. Well, he gets a lot of Percy Harvin comparisons. Very yeah. good gadget player. Uh, and I I can see that I could definitely see, especially if you're using him on the crossing routes. And he said he's they've already you know started talking about training camp and OTAs, and uh, he you know he's going to be in uh, T.Y. Hilton's hip. Jones. I saw my boy Jones. He's going to be in uh, T.Y. Hilton's hip the whole time. Oh yeah, which so that's the thing though. This team they were already so good last year offensively. Campbell only makes them better if he performs because it's. Who are you going to put your number one guy on? Him or fucking you know, T.Y. Hill 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 is one of those guys. I'm always like, I don't know, is he really that good? And then he's he really just good. plays awesome. Yeah, he, like, yeah. He, like the minute I start doubting him, he's brilliant. They also you know? have two awesome tight ends. All right, I wouldn't say awesome, but Eric Ebron really shined with Indianapolis. Yeah, and Jack Doyle is Eric just Ebron is good. I like him. Yeah. Jack Doyle, I, I don't think he's that. He's not really athletic. He's no, just but a he's solid. solid. Guy. He's very and and Andrew Luck loves him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, has a lot of drops. Like he was a he he dropped the he dropped balls quite a bit. He also fumbles probably the most of any tight end that I know of that's still playing, which is kind of shocking. Um, you uh, you know, you're a big uh, West Coast guy. What do you? How do you feel about Bobby Okariki? Um, By the way, when he was announced, you know who announced him? Yeah, fucking Pat, Pat McAfee, bitch ass. He also <laughs> shit all over us. <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, you know, it was held in Nashville, and he's a Tennessee Titans fan. And I, I, I was, oh, I'm a punter. Uh, you guys probably don't recognize me. We didn't really punt against you guys that much. You know, oh, another thing too. I just for I just remembered. So Paris Campbell, he and as long as well as Abron and um, Doyle being there, they also got Funches this year. His I was not a huge fan of Funches as a, as a free agent pickup. I know you liked it because we talked about it's it. It's not that I like him. I, I'm not crazy about him, but he catches the ball. He's, a he's big, one of those guys that big, catches the I, ball. I think he's a good fit with what they're trying to do. Especially, I think they paid him a lot of money, but it's a one-year he's deal. He's another you're gonna, highlight guy. You're going to have to put your number three corner on him, though. If he's in the game, you're going to see a highlight. 
That's it. He's just That's a true. big guy. I, yeah, you're going to run him out uh, at one side. You're going to run T.Y. Hill now on the other side, and you're going to have Paris Campbell in the slot. And especially, you know, they're not going to be super prepared to take on Paris Campbell, and he's a 4-3 guy. He's going to just beat most uh, – he's going to beat a lot of slot corners real quick. But Andrew Luck can find an open receiver. Absolutely. And smart. One of those guys is going to get open. Smart, solid guy. I like Marvell Tell in the you know, fifth we, round we here. Solid the Titans, and Kari uh, Willis. The from last year that I was saying that I think they're kind of playing with house money at this point because last year was much wasn't expected of them. So now they're kind of like, you know, they didn't really – because he wasn't throwing the ball at first and stuff. So in the beginning of the year, you know, we talked that much about him, and then they started doing good. And nobody wanted to come out and say, Andrew Luck's my boy because they didn't know if he was, was going to – well, they didn't know Sustained. if he was back. They, they, didn't yeah. know if he was they didn't know if he was back, and now he's back. So, I, like they I said, sh- I, I think throwing... they're still playing with house money. I think, you know what I'm saying? Well, they I, were throwing I, a lot of short routes, uh, but that's also Frank Reich's offense. Yeah. To throw a lot of short uh, – throw the tight ends. They also drafted two all-pros last year. Yes, and they had uh, – Leonard and Nelson. Yeah, Nelson was an easy one. The, the the Leonard, a lot of people didn't agree with that pick initially, and that's why you kind of – I think that's the, the house money on it was Darius Leonard. Very athletic guy, good in coverage, and got a lot of tackles last year. And a lot of guys get like a lot of tackles because they suck at being coverage backers, and they just tackle the guy after but, the but guy gets a catch. I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't think people are going to lose their mind. You know what I'm saying? I don't think if they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't think people are going to go crazy. Dude, I think they're a favorite to make the playoffs I this think year. They they're are favorite. Too. They're favorite to win the division. No, I know they are too. But I'm saying is because of you know with Andrew Luck or whatever. Also, the AFC South has one of the hardest uh, division or schedules this year, based off of the, uh, the other d- two divisions you have to play. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. We have to play the uh, we have to play the NFC South, which is usually pretty solid, and we have to play the AFC West, which is also usually pretty solid. So in. Damn. Yeah. yeah, AFC West is a rough one, man. That's going to be uh, – that's a tough division. Solid defense. Yeah. The AFC, uh, NFC South, though, I'm not – I don't think they're that tough. I, uh, NFC South division uh, defensively is not – Defensively, no, but, I mean, the Saints are good. At least they should solid be. Solid quarterbacks. Um, the Falcons, if they play to their potential and the talent they have, they could be good. Same thing with Carolina. Tampa Bay, who knows, with Arians there. All right? yeah. We'll get to the NFC South next, yeah. but it's like – uh, not only do you have to play the Chargers, you have to play the Chiefs, um, but you also have to play your own division six times. Yeah. And that uh, the AFC South, we've been getting shit on the last few years, but if you look at it, we These had are solid teams. We had two teams make the playoffs last year and the year before. Yeah. And yeah, I think this is a solid. This, these are solid teams. Yeah, and we, solid and division. Except the division. Titans. <laughs> yeah, we didn't make the playoffs last year, but we had a winning record. Yeah, we had a winning record with our injury history. We won games with Blaine Gabbert. We won games with an injured Mariota. So it's like if all these teams and like who knows what the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did they keep Blaine Gabbert? Is he still? Uh, is no, he we still got rid of him. Okay. Yeah. We have Tannehill. Where, where'd he go? Probably nowhere. He fucking sucks. <laughs> well, Tannehill. Wait. Where Tannehill? Oh, where Blaine Gabbert go? Yeah, you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I actually don't remember where Gabbert went. Uh, I don't really care because Gabbert kind of sucks. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, fucking horrible. We, he won. Didn't he win a game? Like when he was oh, when he was with Bruce Arians in Arizona, he was like winning games for them somehow, some way. Yo, he fucked the 49ers too because yeah. they were supposed to get the first overall pick, and he would win like random ass games in the last <laughs> minute for him, and then they got. Uh, they got he started for them over Kaepernick. That was the that was a funny one. Then they got Garoppolo <laughs> and Garoppolo fucking really fucked them over. They went from possibly being like two and fourteen to six and ten. But you know who they really fucked over in that was the the Patriots because the Patriots got their second round pick, but the second round pick kept on dropping. Yeah. So 
anything else you guys want to say on this uh, Indianapolis Colts draft class? I'm just saying I'm going to get a Blaine Gabbard jersey soon, okay? All right. <laughs> what team? What team? Yeah. What? Yeah, they just got rid of the on Quinn's team. They just got rid of the Quinn. They got rid of the AAF, so I don't know where the fuck he can go now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My boy's in arena league, man. Come on, baby. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Other than fuck the Colts, I don't really have much left. Yeah, no. Me. So uh, I think the Tennessee Titans had the best draft. You you thought the Colts did? Yeah, I think we had the second best draft. Uh, one thing that knocks us down a little bit is just because we didn't have as many picks. Yeah, uh, okay, we, I agree with that. And we and, drafted. And that gives you a higher percentage chance of winning at those picks, too. Not only that, picks. but other than the Texans, who did horrible, if you look at the other, like, first, like the Jaguars, they and... nailed their first pick. The Colts possibly nailed their first three. Us, Jeffrey Simmons, I don't know, right? Because who knows if he's ever going to recover from that ACL, and when do will we get him to play? He might redshirt his rookie year. Yeah, he, he might just Ben Simmons this shit and not play until his sophomore year. So, but the other three guys, right in a row, I like AJ Brown, I like Nate Davis, I like Amani Hooker, man. I I think all three of those guys can start tomorrow Bro, on your I, team. I like DeAndre Walker. We need edge. We, he could also be um, a flanker on on kicking, like blocking kicks and stuff. Um, ben Simmons got hurt, though, right? Huh? Yeah, ben Simmons got hurt. Well, yeah, no, what I was saying is, because remember yeah. how he didn't play his rookie year? and his Because he got hurt, right? Yeah, the same thing yeah. with Simmons. Simmons might not even play this year. Oh, because he's hurt. He's right. hurt. Oh, okay, all right. But if if he can come back early, mm-hmm. because he didn't have any uh, difficulties with the recovery, per the yeah. reports, he's also young, so he can recover faster. He's also a freak athlete, too. Yeah. If we can get him back, I don't want him to rush him back, because we rushed Corey Davis back his rookie year. And then we lost him for ten yeah. weeks. Yeah. So take your time with this guy because if he can, you don't his- want him re-injured. You don't want him to to not be able to play. You want to get him at his best. I yeah. Hundred percent agree. And, and one thing I've noticed too, though, is with these young players, when you get them, players who have high expectations, and if you rush them back and they can't meet those expectations, and they start listening to the media, they start doubting oh, yeah, themselves. Absolutely. They'll never be anything. Yep, you know absolutely. what I'm saying, and that's honestly that's what I'm worried about with Sam Darnold. I know we're not supposed to talk about him. He's gonna be good. Oh, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. be good, man. He's, he's is he okay? I think he's gonna be good. He's a salty <laughs> Giants fan who's doubling <laughs> down on Dave Gettleman love. That's <laughs> what it is. Quinn is on an island, baby. All right, so I'm on a fucking island. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the AFC South. Uh, check back tomorrow where we release the episode with the NFC South with our guest host Shane McMurdo. Fuck the Colts, uh, fuck the Jaguars, fuck the Texans. That's actually just his tag when he does stand-up, by the way. Yeah. He gets out even... there, says that every time. Luckily, we're in the Northeast, so it ain't yeah. that much of a problem. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Why are you about? complaining about this? Most of the comics are just like, yeah. why? I don't Bro. even know. Like, say, <laughs> sports ball, really? I fuck. I say, fuck my rivals, fuck my ex. I'm just. I'm not even a comic. I'm just a bitter guy who like looks for any reason to publicly like yell shit. See, when you're a good-looking guy like that, you can do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, not no more. <laughs> you want to plug anything? Yeah. Your uh, I, uh, uh, your Instagram, your Twitter, Tumblr. Uh, so most of you, Snapchat. You guys have probably seen me on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. But uh, my Instagram is the underscore Shane underscore MCM. I post all my comedy on there. I talk about sports on there too. If you want to follow me, give it a shout, man. Um, I'm in the Navy. Don't recruit no more, so you don't need to hit me up about that. Uh, but love y'all. Thank you. So like, follow, subscribe. If you're uh, on iTunes, rate and review. Uh, write a nice little review. Say you love Shane. You want him to come Anthony back. Anthony Quinn is the man. That's yeah, you, you could say. say that too. Uh, you yeah. could follow the show at DraftVice on Twitter, and you could follow me at Brojo Death Punch, B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. And punch, like I'm about to do to Quinn when we get done with this episode. Thank you. Have a good night, man.
Yes. Oh, and Ant- thank you for coming on, man. Thank you very Anthony much. Anthony Quinn on Facebook. Anytime. The Light Bearer. The Light Bearer. And Quinn Island, baby. Quinn Island. <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past. I'm about the people.